The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. Hiya, Terry. Hi. Well, you know, today we continue where we left off last week with our special presentation of a very fiery dictation from Jesus. That's right. Today we will present the final two segments of this remarkable dictation. Yes, indeed we will. And if anything, the two excerpts that we will be sharing with you today are even more powerful than the first two that we shared last week. And that's saying something, because <laughs> last week, excerpts uh, kind of blew the doors off standard Orthodox belief about who Jesus is and what he really came to accomplish. Well, that's the truth. And for those of you who may be tuning into this program from our show archives, and want to hear part one that we're referring to, you will find part one of this two-part series under the title, Jesus Speaks, subtitled, appropriately enough, part one. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The truth is that there is so much more to you and your potential than you have probably been taught. Jesus did not come to be an icon or an idol. He came to inspire, by his example, a recognition of the innate divine potential each of us possesses. Now, really let that sink in. Yeah. Each of us may follow Jesus' example and become the Christ. Mm -hmm. Anything less, and we have not fulfilled our divine birthright. And that is a travesty, because becoming the Christ, as Jesus demonstrated, is precisely why we're here. It's not some far-off dream or fantasy. It is very real and very possible. Would that our teachers would teach it and our preachers preach it. Thank God for the Ascended Masters. (laughs) They are committed and dedicated to bringing the truth to each of you who will choose to hear it. You are each Ascended Masters in the making. But to get there, you must first realize your full, incredible potential as a co-creator with God and awaken to the divinity within. And the Ascended Masters share this path with the no- and the knowledge required to follow it through their teachings. Which are delivered to us by powerful dictations through the agency of anointed messengers such as Mark L. Prophet and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. In part one of this mini-series, we heard the first two segments of a dictation from Jesus in which he detailed his true mission, particularly as it pertains to the path of personal Christhood. That's right. And he builds on that revelation in the two segments we will play for you today, the first of which is coming up in just a few short minutes. Before we continue, though, we'd like to refresh your understanding of what a dictation is. You've certainly heard us talk about Ascended Master dictations before, so you're probably familiar with the term. 
But we also know that there is a lot of confusion out there about just what a dictation actually is and how it happens. Yeah, so let's dive right in as we usually do and start with the basics. First of all, a dictation is not channeling. In fact, it is not psychic in any way. No, the simplest explanation would be to say that the Ascended Masters, with the complete conscious awareness, permission, and participation of the messenger, engage the consciousness of the messenger to bring their presence and their words into the physical world. That's exactly right. A dictation is the result of a willing partnership between the Masters and a legitimate messenger for the purpose of bringing forth authentic undiluted, and unaltered teachings from the Ascended Master realm. The messenger, the messenger in this case, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, has undergone extensive training and preparation by the Ascended Masters in order to be the conduit through which the Ascended Masters may speak their messages to the world. Although she was chosen for her role as messenger, she always had the freedom to choose whether or not she would accept it. Yeah, you know, Terry, there are many self-styled channelers and psychics in the world who have selected themselves for their roles, purporting to bring forth real teachings from spiritual realms. Unfortunately, though, Tom, the sincerity (laughs) of some notwithstanding, the content they bring forth is often dubious at best, even though some of it has the ring of truth. (laughs) In fact, it is that ring of truth that makes channeled and psychic content so dangerous. Locked within kernels of truth are the serpentine lies that have pulled unwary souls from the homeward path for eons. Our souls are hungry for the truth about who we are and why we're here and where we're going. So anything that seems to bear answers to these essential questions gets noticed. And which is why our ancient nemesis, the fallen angels and forces of darkness, find psychicism and channeling such fertile ground for spreading their lies and half-truths. They know that they can count on two things. One, their audience is hungry for answers. And two, most who listen and respond to their clever arguments have not been properly educated to discern half-truth from the whole truth. And that's a pity, really, because they don't know the danger they're in and walk blindly into harm's way, often to the detriment of their souls. And in being seduced by the lies and half-truths that they are unknowingly exposed to, many souls are diverted for lifetimes from their sure pathway home, if not lost altogether. You know, sorry if we seem to be making this topic somewhat scary, but you have to know what you're up against, which is another reason why the teachings of the Ascended Masters are so vital. These great and loving beings have found their way home to to their true home, and their only agenda, actually, is to help you find your way home, too. They truly know the pain and the peril that you face on the path, and they would teach you to become wise and aware. And all of this is to say that if you're going to pay attention to messages from higher realms, you want these messages to be delivered by a trustworthy and unimpeachable source that has no hidden agenda but only a desire to bring forth the light of truth for all to see. One who has the proper attainment and attunement to receive the Ascended Master's seal of approval. Elizabeth Clare Prophet, as well as her husband before her, Mark L. Prophet, are two who bear this seal of approval. And how can you tell the wheat from the chaff? (laughs) Well, don't just listen with your ears. Listen with your heart and with your soul. When the message is authentic, it feels right, and its words echo within your soul, igniting a deep-seated recognition of the truth within the words that cannot be denied. Messages that lack this essential authenticity leave a void within. There is a lingering sense that something is incomplete or missing altogether. Now, having said all that, we ask you to take a moment to focus your consciousness, your ears, heart, and soul to the dictation that will follow shortly. And here's something else to remember while you listen. The Ascended Masters know in advance every soul who ever listened to their dictations. That means that they have already known and anticipated that you who are listening right now 
are among those for whom this dictation was intended. Imagine that. There is no accident that you are listening in this very moment. And for those of you who may already have been familiar with this particular dictation, we want to remind you that every dictation has many levels of meaning, some of which are apparent on first listening, while other levels of meaning may not become clear until your consciousness has expanded sufficiently to allow deeper understanding. Yeah, but whether you are listening to this dictation for the first or the fortieth time, you are in for a very special and unique experience. You see, the Ascended Masters have one overarching goal, to help everyone understand that the goal of life is the Ascension. They want you to join them in the etheric realm. And their mission is to provide each of you with a road map so that you may follow in their footsteps home to the heart of God. Each dictation, therefore, holds vital clues and keys to achieving this goal. And whatever path you have taken to get to this point, it has prepared you to recognize these clues and keys and use them to accelerate your progress. That is what the Ascended Masters hope to achieve whenever they deliver dictation. They hope that you will heed their practical teachings, advice, and wisdom so you will some someday join them as the Ascended Master yourself. <laughs> well, that's right. Someday you are destined to become an Ascended Master, if you choose it, that is. And if you're willing to master yourself and hone your consciousness to fully embrace the path of the Ascension, your Ascension. Now, Elizabeth Clare Prophet has received literally thousands of hours of dictations from the Ascended Masters, making the choice of which we, of which to share with you a rather daunting task, <laughs> I'll say. However, in the end, we felt that there was one Ascended Master in particular whose message you would want to hear, someone known to those who follow both Eastern and Western traditions, and that is our friend, mentor, and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And because the compelling dictation is nearly 45 minutes long, we have broken it up into four segments. Two of these segments we played last week. The remaining two, as we've said, we'll play today. And again, if you're listening to this program from the Open Door Archives, please look for the program titled, Jesus Speaks, Part 1. What's really both amazing and wonderful about this dictation, and every dictation for that matter, is that it brings these great Ascended Masters to life right before us, literally in the present moment. Uh, and of course, they're always with us and always present. But how often do we get to actually hear them and feel the power of their words and their love right here and now? Needless to say, you are in for a rare treat. Yeah, and here's why. Jesus came to demonstrate the path of Christhood that each of us may follow, to show us how to do what he did. He never intended to be set apart as the exception, but rather to be the rule, the example. In fact, he came as the supreme example of what each of us may achieve. Of course, this is not what we are taught. Instead, Jesus has been idolized. And as you listen to the following dictation, please pay close attention to what Jesus wants you to know about his true mission and role. Yeah. In no uncertain terms, Jesus forcefully tells us that we must awaken to the light that dwells within each of us. The path of Christhood leads to the ascension, which all of the Ascended Masters constantly remind us is the goal of life. You have a date with a divine destiny that your soul has sought for eons, ever since you descended from your blissful oneness with God into the dense veils of human experience. God has always desired that you return to him and reclaim your true identity and divine nature. And the truth of your real divine nature has been kept from you long enough. It is indeed time to awaken to your innate divine potential and take your rightful place among the heavenly hosts. And not as a bystander roaming the clouds and listening to <laughs> angelic choirs, but as an ascended master. Yeah, so now perhaps you can see why this message is so important for you to hear. Until this moment, an awareness of your divine birthright may have been denied to you. But now that's all changed. Here is Jesus speaking directly to you to tell you personally that there's much more to you than you may realize. 
Let the unascended masters then be the example. Let those who have therefore known the power of the spirit within go before you. Now, beloved hearts, your path of spiritual attainment is one to which you set yourselves diligently in the very midst of accomplishing the necessities of human life, yet not out of indulgence of that human, but out of love, love of that consciousness of the soul working its way through the human plight and the human dilemma. And who can say, looking upon any man or any woman, what is the human and what is the divine? I counsel you truly, judge not, lest you be judged by powers higher than those of your neighbors. Blessed hearts, you may never know the day and the hour of my coming into the least of these, my brethren, whom you have thought to be beneath you or not worthy of notice. Beloved hearts, the coming of the Lord into the temple of the devotee is a most wondrous manifestation of the consummation of love on the shore of Galilee. In the name of the I am that I am, I point the way then. The path of self-mastery is to not fail to challenge by the cosmic honor flame whatever may cross your path of injustice toward my little ones. All things that come to you each day are there for the reaping of your soul and for the plucking of the fruit of the tree of life as it is given by the cosmic Christ. I promise you as I have promised from the beginning that before you enter a difficult situation, before you go forth in any way, to simply step back briefly and say, Jesus, my brother, go before me. I will then go before you. I will go in the Lord's spirit. I will draw you up in my garment. I will be one with you and in you. And I will, beloved, clear the way and prepare your soul. And in that moment of the soul's poising for the victory, I will stand back and you will have the victory through your inner tie to the heart of the universal Christ. Thus, there is the way sure and the example and that I am, but I never take from you the opportunity to prove the law and prove my presence with you and demonstrate the infinite power, wisdom and love available when you fulfill the law of grace and feed my sheep. Thus, there is an understanding of working with the great white brotherhood, of the cooperation and the co-measurement as above and so below, the realization where you are that I am he. And this affirmation, I am he, is the affirmation of Christ in you and the declaration that the true I within you is that Christ. 
This is the razor's edge of awareness of the divinity within the human. The human can never affirm, I am he. But then the soul merged with the divine is no longer conscious, whether of the human or the divine, but merely conscious of the I. And when the I am that I am becomes the I within you, and you are not compartmentalizing yourself, into the subconscious or the ego or the libido or the id or whatever titles and names you wish to designate, including the four lower bodies, when you see yourself as a divine wholeness and a shaft of light interpenetrating the octaves, there will no longer be heaven or hell or up or down or earth or sea or sky. There will only be the pulsating flame and it will be you, it will be I, it will be the universal one beloved hearts oh my well we have to take a break here but we come back and finish this in just a few moments so please stay with us the voice america seventh wave channel seek greater awareness At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face and their teachings are always practical by applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world on the open door it is our goal and great joy to bring you ascended master teachings that you can apply in your life right now to learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. In this next and final excerpt from Jesus' dictation, he speaks of the need to realize God in the midst of human life and the need to prepare for the Lord's coming into your temple. For we know not the hour of his coming, but he has promised that he will come. Transcend and leave behind you the former sectarian and segmented consciousness of life. Enter then the universal way and the universal life, and be in a universal sense one with every part of being. This has a most practical application, and that practical application can be seen in my life as Jesus, in the life of John the Baptist, and in the lives of the prophets who did not fail. 
We could not fail, for we were possessed by truth. We did not fail to challenge the lie, the liar, the injustice, the oppression. And for this, many paid the price again and again of mockery and shame and imprisonment, beheading, crucifixion, all these things, beloved, both as the judgment of those who perpetrated the deeds and as the warning to each and every one of you of what befalls the disciple who is determined to put on the mantle of his Christhood. Fear not, beloved, for the greater pain is truly to fail the word that I am, to fail the light that you are, to lose the integrity of being, to lose the integration of one's inner self, because one has denied that self through cowardness, through going away from the encounter and the confrontation, whether with Christ or Antichrist. Thus my message of the spirit of the resurrection this day is to fear not, come what may, but to move forward, to stand on the principle of being and to be sure of that principle and then to not be concerned of the consequences as one of my disciples has said, let the chips fall where they may. Be unconcerned, for this day go forth to be who you really are. Fear not to express then the most intense love or the love that becomes the rebuke. And let your friends know where you stand in intense love for the beauty of their souls and Christ with them and in support of their own overcoming self-mastery every step of the way. Be a brother to my brothers and sisters. Be a child of the heart to all of my children. Be mother, be father, be teacher. But love life free. And fear not the challenge, for I tell you, they quake in their boots at the coming of the very step of the Son of God. Beloved hearts, in the international theater, there are many disturbing situations. The Christ in you has perceived, I have perceived. Let us realize that the flaming sons of God who allow themselves to reach that quintessence of light, letting nothing deter them from that path, are able as one with the universal light to yet hold the balance. I suppose you would say what concerns me most is the preponderance of free will of the fallen ones in another direction, in another social and economic philosophy that has taken the governments of the nations far afield from their reason for being. Free will then being the law of the octaves, we understand that it is the quickening and the acceleration to the white-hot heat of the Son of God that does occur within these octaves, that is the very element in the body of God, the body filaments that can ignite the world consciousness and draw mankind into that alignment with reality. 
It will take a vote of confidence of the people themselves for the kingdom of God to come upon earth and for Christ to reign in all hearts. Realize then that there is a commitment to the transfer of this formula, if you will, of identity to many souls. There is a commitment for the transmutation of darkness and bigotry and ignorance that is so entrenched as to deny the potential of divinity in all people of God. Thus I tell you that this is the delicacy of the equation and the dire need that comes in the end of a 2,000-year cycle when the karma that has been harvested must now be returned. Therefore we see as the Easter message, as the power of the resurrection in this hour, we see that that message becomes the revolutionaries of the spirit multiplied by the power and the law of the one across the whole face of the earth. And we see within that heart of the Son of God also the office of the judgment, the judgment by the apostles with the living Christ of the tribes of Israel and the tribes in the earth who mourn. Let the force of light, independent of your outer consciousness of judgment, therefore manifest through you by the power of the fulhad of my word this day. And let the judgment be the diminishing of the light in those who have misused it and the increase in those who have used it wisely and well. Understand that Inasmuch as there is the spilling over from the astral plane and out of the very depths of that astral plane itself into the physical octave of the will of darkness in the destruction of the little children and the youth, that those who then become the Christ must become that Christ in the full power and the office accorded to the apostles. And this... Let Christ in you be the judge, and let the word go forth and the word be spoken for the shortening of the days of the elect of God and for the judgment of those who have misused that light. I am in the counsel of the Lord on the Lord's day, and I am with a counsel of ascended masters who look to intercede for mankind and who look to the outcome of this decade and the decades that are upon the earth. And thus our communication, one and all in agreement, is for the effective increase of the light in those who have the light, for the effective transfer of the light to those who are receptive, and for the effective power of the light in the binding of those who are determined to destroy both the light and the little ones who should contain it, and the very message and the teaching that is for the liberation of all souls. Thus the law does ever act, and thus you understand as you use the light to the glory of God, so the light will increase. I promise you then in this hour that in the turning of the year and the turning of the tide of the resurrection this Easter, 1985, there is increased the light that is available, the power of redemption and the power of resurrection. Resurrection is the step up in increase of light 
as from the transfiguration within your body, beloved hearts, the transfiguration and the resurrection are the means whereby you transcend the world that is dense and dark. It is a position of the rock of the Christ consciousness whereby you draw to that rock those who are yet floundering. I speak in the name of my beloved mother. I speak in the name of the Holy Spirit. I speak for the increase of love within and without the community, a non-compromising love that compels souls to a higher self-esteem in God. This is the meaning of the feeding my sheep. Those who are of the light must esteem their holy office in the light and in the I am presence. Therefore, my beloved, I bless you with the power of my heart. I send you renewed on that mission to which you were dedicated when you took embodiment. And I assure you that our oneness will now work as a leaven in the hearts of all for the religion of the everlasting gospel to be internalized and known, self-known by the light-bearers, for to be free from the binds and the burdens of orthodoxy is the greatest boon and blessing that could come to all people upon earth. Therefore, let it be known as I have said, I came not to send peace, but a sword. The sword becomes the necessity for the dividing of the way in each individual's consciousness. And this dividing of the way must come through fearlessness. But it is only perfect love that casts out fear. This is the love that prepares the soul to understand my true doctrine of liberation. It is a liberation theology that has not to do with the ideas of men and serpents. It is a liberation from that very orthodoxy which limits the individual's perception to defend himself his right to be, his nation, and the new Jerusalem, and the new Israel gathered here in North America. Let America return, therefore, to an understanding of God's holy purpose on her shores and in this land as the place prepared for the gathering of all the tribes from all the earth. Beloved ones, the conditions of the laggard races in the Middle East and their instability must reveal to you that no government, especially this government, ought to place the preponderance of their trust or their money or their military material in the hands of those who have betrayed the living Christ again and again and again. This is the citadel of the New Jerusalem, and therefore let the people of America awake this day, awake in the fullness of the cosmic Christ, awake to the fiery destiny of the holding of the balance of light on earth. Truly the holding of the balance is the key, 
and the balance in this hour remains for you to forge and win. I commend you to your own victory in this hour. For your victory, I tell you truly from the very heart of the Father this day, upon your victory hangs the future of this nation, and upon this nation the future of the earth. Let all behold the signs of the times and recognize the ultimate need for the individualization of the God flame now. It cannot wait, beloved. Therefore, fast and pray and be victorious, for I trust I will find you in the new day where you must be to see that this earth is free in the light. There are many light bearers to be contacted and there are many who have no right to deprive them of that light. See to it then. For you have Archangel Michael, you have the holy angels and all of the servants of God in heaven in answer to your call. We are ready for the tremendous expansion in this activity which is the requirement of the hour. And the question is, are the individual vessels ready? The answer is, God in you is ready, Christ in you is ready, the soul is poised to take its flight. Now, beloved, take the formula of the strength of self in the vessel of selflessness and understand that God indeed will perform his mighty work through you in this age. In this hour, then, of the springtime, I say to one and all, a very happy, happy spirit of the resurrection, for joy is the sign of mastery. And I behold joy, I affirm it, and I am that joy within you always and always and forever. Ooh. <laughs> Up next, our weekly Q&A, and today once again we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. 
If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back, and happy once again to welcome Reverend Sidney Bennett to our studio. Good to be here. I said. So we posed this same question to Narely last week, and we really like your take. What do you think of today's program focusing on a dictation by Jesus Christ? Well, it's hard to ignore, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you listen to this, and, and it's, it's, you know, it really does challenge the orthodoxy and the way we think, the way we act, and what we've always accepted about Jesus. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I can relate my experience when I first heard a dictation, and that might be helpful for some people. Um, you know, I asked myself, did this sound, in the case of my case, it was Mother Mary that I heard. Does this does this sound like Mother Mary's talking? In mm-hmm. other words, does does this ring true? Yeah, right. And and I think that was something that was really important to me. But then I asked myself, you know, why do we have to receive this communication this way? In other words, you know, couldn't God just wave His hand and somehow we get it, you know, more direct, so to speak? Mm-hmm. But I think what we have to do is have an understanding of cosmic law, and God's laws, mm-hmm. you know, are a two edged sword in the sense that they work for us. But in some ways, they can limit us because everything must be within the law. And so for this truth to come forth, this teaching directly from Jesus, there's an equation here. It has to be a dispensation from God that this can occur. There has to be a willing vessel, in this case, a little bit prophet. And I can tell you, having some understanding of what she went through to train to fill this role, it was not an easy task. Mm. And it was not just this life. It was many other lifetimes she had to prepare. So there has to be a chalice to receive that is a clear chalice and not putting our human consciousness or our human personality into it. So all of a sudden you're looking for all this equation going on here, and then the opportunity comes forth to hear the word. So when we hear the word, you know, we do have to make a decision, and you don't have to make it right away because obviously this is very different from you might have heard uh, or you did here at the Lutheran Church or the Presbyterian or wherever you go to last <laughs> yeah. weekend. Yeah. So, so you know, keep an open mind, and I think of words, Jesus' words, my sheep know my voice. Yeah. And I think that's the key, because mm-hmm. be willing to accept the truth if you want it. Not everyone wants the truth because it requires a change in the way we thinking and sometimes the way we act and what we do, all for the better, I might add. Mm-hmm. But some people are very comfortable in their orthodoxy. They're very comfortable hanging out with people, so to speak, that believe all the same thing. There's no stress. There's no bother. And it's very comfortable. But if you're in a place where you're tired of, quote, unquote, being comfortable, you want the truth and the unvarnished truth and the path that is before us and available to us that Jesus talks about, then keep an open mind and pursue these teachings. Get some of our books, some of the readings, some more understanding of dictations, because this can be the absolute open door and the key to spiritual progress that our souls have not known for thousands of years. You know, Jesus taught us once that many of us were alive at the time he was in embodiment, and some of us heard his voice and saw him in person and turned and walked the other way. Hmm. Well, this is a new day, thank God, and new opportunity, and we hear his voice once again. Let us not walk away this time, but let us be open to receiving the truth and the light and the path that he has for us and our soul and as our divine plan. You know, Sid, you mentioned um, what it was like to experience your first dictation. And I, I suspect that many of our listeners probably have had this experience that that I had, or a variation of it, and that was that I I pursued so many different avenues trying to find that balance, that truth, that sense that what I was hearing was really full 
and it was not somehow one dimensional or, mm-hmm. or it, everything that I experienced up to my first dictation was the same way. It felt lacking. There was something I, I couldn't pinpoint what it was, but I knew something was missing. When I heard that first dictation, mine happened to be Archangel Michael. Uh huh. I had chills. I mean, I had this sense in my, in my being that I was in the presence of this great being. It wasn't just a matter of hearing or experiencing. I was, I, he was right there. I mean, it was just an amazing moment for me. And, you know, I think, Tom, it's some of us have been up, we're on a search for so long that we have to be careful when we find the truth, we don't miss it. In other <laughs> words, we're used to going from yeah, group yeah. to group to group and, you know, finding this, that's nice. Now what's the next thing I'm going to do? Well, what happens when you find it, what you're really looking for? Because then, you know, it does require a certain effort and change yeah. and practicing what you preach, so to speak. And, and, so, and accountability, too. Yeah, and don't let it slip away. Don't let right. the opportunity slip away for the next psychic bobble on the tree that is you know, <laughs> waved in front of you. This is the plot of the fallen angels. Yeah. Get us distracted. Have other people that, that sound like the messenger or sound like dictations, but they really aren't. They're from the psychic realm. So people get confused. Mm-hmm. Pray for discernment. Pray for the Holy Spirit Amen. to affirm within you the truth of these teachings and this dictation, because when he does that, you'll have the opportunity to grow like you've never grown, as I said before, in many, many embodiments. Oh, indeed. Yes, and and you know, I was just thinking, there is a completely different vibration from listening to Elizabeth Clare Prophet give a lecture and listening to the Master dictate through mm-hmm. her. Sure. It's amazing. Well, uh, so that our listeners will have a good basic understanding <laughs> of dictations, would you, Sid, would you please tell us what a dictation is and what it isn't? Okay, I, I just think, I don't think this can be said enough because, again, we have all know about psychic channelers and, you know, the spirit Bob or somebody that's talking <laughs> through them, whatever, you know. And, and so, you know, look for the ring of truth, you know. Do they, uh, is the dictation praising your human ego? Or is it drawing you to the divine? You know, that's, that's one thing. But, but understanding that to give a dictation was an extraordinary effort on the part of Mrs. Prophet or Mark Prophet for other messengers. And it is not psychic. In other words, the psychic realm is of the astral. It's a lower vibration. This is like when you get the Ouija board out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. the same thing. You're getting discarnate souls, people that are dead. Well, the fact that they're dead doesn't mean they know any more than you do. <laughs> they might think they do, but they really don't. You're getting the pure light of the ascended masters that's coming through a, a, um, an individual that has been prepared for this, and it's a very different vibration. You feel light, you feel joyousness, you feel this abundance. So, so there's a difference there, and you have to kind of look for the vibration and try and feel it. But it's not psychic, and I think that's the key. In fact, the masters have told us, beware of the psychic realm, because they're lower energies and lower vibrations and distortions of the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, time and again, we've pointed out that Jesus came to demonstrate the path of Christhood, that he was the rule, not the exception. Yet the perception that he was unique persists. Uh, why? You know, uh, what's the Latin phrase? Who benefits? <laughs> In other words, who has benefited mm-hmm. from this lie that Jesus is the only son of God and that we're worthless sinners? Okay. Orthodoxy has benefited, power, mm-hmm. and, you know, unfortunately, our nemesis, the fallen angels, have inf- infiltrated church and state. And to keep people under their thumb isn't a lot easier to keep them worthless sinners than people <laughs> who can become the Christ. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. it is. So that's yeah. part of it. And another part of it is people, you know, good people have been misled because this is what they've been taught since birth and in many embodiments. So not everybody that preaches that Jesus is the only son of God is a fallen angels, obviously. There's a lot of very sweet, wonderful people, God, that do that. But they've been programmed. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we've been programmed, whether it's by the media, whether orthodoxy, our parents, or whoever, 
But we must understand that the path of Christ, it is for us all. It's not just for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Uh, the challenge of, of changing the prevailing mindset regarding Jesus' true role and mission seems overwhelming. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, where do we start? You know, I think it'd be understandable if some of our listeners might be feeling a little uncomfortable or squirming <laughs> in their seats. Because it's not a comfortable thing to find out what you have been taught your entire life, and probably for many embodiments, is simply not true. And, you know, a reaction might be anger, might be resentment, might be, oh, no, I don't want to go there. It's just much more comfortable being where I am. But but sit with it with a while. Let it permeate your being. Ask God, ask Jesus to show you this, that, in fact, if this is the truth, what you need to do with it. Because it does bring change. It changes the way we think, the way we live, the way we understand. What we do on a daily basis is changed by this. We're not just worthless sinners saved by grace, and in a sense we are saved by grace, but we have a divine plan and a potential. We've been saved to pursue the path of our Christhood. Mm -hmm. And so there comes a greater accountability, but don't we really want to know the truth? Yeah. Amen. Really, really. And, and you know, uh, this idea that we all share the same potential as Jesus to realize and demonstrate Christhood would have really gotten us burned at the stake not that long ago. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. And... uh, so are we putting any of our listeners in danger by opening these <laughs> doors to the true nature of our beings? Well, I don't know if danger is the way I'd put it. Obviously, it's a situation that is a challenge because, you know, we do have to decide whether this is the truth and whether we understand and accept that we have the Christ within us. Mm-hmm. And because when you do that, again, not only does it offer opportunity, but it offers responsibility. And so I don't think we're in physical danger, at least hopefully not right <laughs> yeah, now. Hopefully but, not. but you know what? If there's a danger, quote unquote, it's a danger of you finding the truth and being liberated. And it's a danger to those that have oppressed you and your soul and all of us for eons. It's okay. a danger to them. Mm-hmm. Well, and before, we have to take a break here in a moment, but I'm just reminded of the Inquisition Indeed. and how the Dominicans, among others, um, found any pretext to tie, you know, call somebody a heretic. Yeah. And it didn't matter almost what it was. As long as you didn't agree with them, you were a heretic. Yeah. And they would happily burn you. Wow. Not, not a good thing. No. Anyway, well, we've got to take a break here, but don't go away because when we return, we'll continue our discussion of Jesus' true mission, our true natures, and more. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you ascended master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. 
To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we're back once again for more discussion with Sid Bennett about Jesus' mission and our divine potential. Now, going back to the first excerpt from the dictation that we heard today, Jesus said that we must prepare for the coming of the Lord. What did he mean by that? You know, you've heard from or understand from Jesus' words, the bridegroom cometh. What does that mean exactly for us? The bridegroom is the Christ, and we are the soul or the feminine potential to become the Christ. And so our goal is the union with our Christ self to become as Jesus has become the Christ and as, and then to our ascension. So look not to the heavens for Jesus to reappear as Christian orthodoxy would have us to believe, mm-hmm. but look for Jesus to reappear within your temple, within your being. And of course, Jesus is one with your holy Christ self. The Christ is the Christ is the Christ. And yet Jesus is there as our teacher, our brother, our minister, our pastor, whatever you would call him, and he is ready to come into our temple. But what prevents him from coming? We have created, through our free will, a human consciousness, a not-self, we call it the dwell on the threshold, we talked about that in one of our shows, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that has occupied the place where the Christ should be reigning in our temple. And you can't serve both God and mammon. So that's got to go if Jesus and the fullness of your Christ is to come into your being. And so that's preparing for the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, obviously, was when he in Palestine, and the second one is a spiritual coming into our temple. But we have to prepare that temple. Mm-hmm. We have to, by our own efforts and God's help, displace this human consciousness that has reigned supreme for far too long. It's not real. It's not of God. It's the sorcerer's apprentice. It's the spoiler in our life. And so who do you want to reign supreme in your temple, the Christ and Jesus or this human creation that has made us miserable for far too long. Oh, yeah. Man. Amen. Again, you know, you, you <clears throat> made mention of the bridegroom cometh. Um, and just as an aside, the soul is feminine, essentially. The feminine potential of God, yeah. whether you're male or female, it doesn't right. matter. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let me shift gears for a moment. Numerous times we heard uh, Jesus refer to God's kingdom. So what exactly do we mean when we say God's kingdom? Well, we know where it is. Jesus <laughs> told us the kingdom of God is within us. Yep. Okay. Okay. Is it in our brain? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's not in our brain. It's in our soul. It's in our spiritual being. And so we have a holy Christ self. We have an I am presence, which is the presence of God with us. So everything is within us that is of God. And so the kingdom of God is when we become one with our holy Christ self, with our I am presence through the ascension. Literally, God is present where we are in a fullness you know, of our soul and of eternal life. Mm-hmm. So God's kingdom is not someplace in another realm. It's within us. And our goal and our work and our mission is to become one with that and to balance our karma, to win our ascension, and then enjoy the fullness of that kingdom, whether we're in, a, in on earth or in heaven. 
And we could portray that kingdom as God's consciousness. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, and shifting gears again, I hope I don't grind gears on this one. <laughs> we'll see. But um, self-mastery is a common theme woven throughout the Ascended Master's teachings. What is it within us that we must master? Well, first of all, think of the term Ascended Masters. <laughs> they're masters, okay? It's yeah. not just that they're ascended, but they're masters. Mm-hmm. They have learned to become adepts. You know, in the Eastern tradition, we have adepts who have learn the mastery of energy. And and the master that we made to work on may be controlling our temple. T- excuse me, temper. <laughs> well, uh, too. Yeah. Controlling our temple, too. But in other words, y- you know, we're not perfecting the human, but we must gain mastery in our temple. And, and mm-hmm. this is this takes work. It takes effort. It's not, you know, the Christian path is not one of passivity. Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. I'll try and be a good person, and I'll spend eternity in heaven. It's work. It's mm-hmm. effort. It's striving. You look at this planet to become a master in anything, whether it's painting, whether it's art, whether it's bricklaying. You have to work on it. You have to strive from it. And you have to learn from someone who has gone before you who knows how to do it. Hence, we have the ascended masters who will work with us and teach us on how to gain that mastery. It, you know, it's, and it's a joy to do it. Uh, I remember going back to my first dictation. Mother Mary said, we would not win your victory for you even if we could because we would not deny you the joy of your victory. Where <laughs> does the joy of your victory come? Yeah. Through mastery. Overcoming. And overcoming yeah. and working and allowing the Christ to manifest through you. Yeah. I, I'm reminded of, of the guilds, you know, the master bricklayers sure. and, and those working under them. And you were an apprentice for a while before you became a master. That's right. Uh, so on the subject of self-mastery, Jesus said, quote, the path of self-mastery is to not fail to challenge by the Cosmic honor flame. Whatever injustice towards my little ones may cross your path. Ooh. Unquote. <laughs> so what did he mean by that? You know, we have an accountability for what's going on this planet, and we can't turn away from it. Um, there are some heinous crimes being committed against the Holy Child, against the, the child and the souls of light on this planet. And we can't turn a deaf ear to these cries and these pleas. Um, one way we have of dealing with it is calling for the intercession of the angels, the archangels, the ascended host to help people and to help protect people. So that's one aspect of our service. But we can't just, as I think Jesus mentioned in a previous excerpt, just pursue our daily lives and think, you know, I've got my job, I've got my family, I've got my school, whatever. This is what I'll focus on. Yes, those are responsibilities and accountabilities we have. But turn not a deaf ear to what is going on this planet. Yeah. And don't believe the lie that you can't do anything. By invoking light, you can change this planet. God can change it. It's an equation of light and darkness. And when the light is increased, it displaces the darkness. It is no more. It's like when you turn on a switch in a dark room, the darkness will go. But we must invoke that light. We must call it forth. And this is where the decrees, the science of the spoken word, the rosaries that we do. Why do we do these things every day? Because they're drawing forth light. Light is the alchemical key. And if you want to change the equation on this planet and tip the scales in favor of of God and of the light, then we must invoke light. Sometimes we need to do it physically. We need to challenge darkness. But at the very least, every day we need to invoke that light. Because if you don't like what's going on this planet, don't believe the lie you can't do anything about it. Because you can. You can be an instrument of God and bring... Draw forth that light through the science of the birds, through, through the violet flame, through the decrees, and God will change things. You're not going to change things on your human level, but the light will change things. And it looks desperate on this planet right now, but I can tell you, as the light increases, the balance will shift. 
And mm-hmm. by God's grace, we'll see that golden age that is prophesied in this hour. You know, yeah. on that very subject, you know, looking through the transcript to the, the, the excerpts, the, I think it was the last one that we heard, um, Jesus said, and I, I got to quote this in two pieces. He said, yet the challenging of those in authority seems almost to be a fruitless, a thankless and a useless engagement of time and energy. Why not leave it all and go about your business or education for what can one voice do? And then here's what he said in answer to his own question. Quote, I was not one voice. I was the voice of the living word. I was the voice of God speaking. You, and I'm referring to everybody who's listening, all of us too, you are also the instrument of the word. In other words, we are not simply one voice for the truth. We are together the voice of living truth. We each really do have the power to make a difference, don't we? We have the power to invoke a God. You know, because of free will... We must choose to call forth the light into this octave. It's not going to happen otherwise. And again, we can't be passive or think, well, what can I do? We can do something every day of our lives. There might be a soul someplace that is saved, a child that is protected, because you took 15 minutes to call forth Archangel Michael, and by the power of your Holy Christ self and your I Am presence, gave Archangel Michael the authority to intercede on this planet on behalf of the precious souls of God. And they are ready. They are on the hillside waiting to be called forth. And so we can make a difference. Don't believe the lie you can't make a difference. Just learn yeah. how to do it. God is the doer. But because of the light of God that was within us, we may invoke that light. We may invoke the archangels, the Elohim and the masters that will make a difference, that will save souls, that will save America and save the light bearers and put, take from the fallen angels once and for all the darkness and the light they have garnered that have attempted to destroy our souls and put us down. It is their day of judgment. It is our day of liberation if we choose it. Well, (laughs) I'd kind of like to close on that point, but there is one thing I wanted to add, um, and that is that as we bring the program to a close today, um, I would like to reiterate that the overarching and overwhelming theme of Jesus' dictation is that we must wake up to our true natures and to realize that this is precisely why Jesus came in the first place. you have a few closing comments for us on that subject? Honor Jesus by hearing his words and acting on them. Think of the pain that Jesus has, that his mission has been so misinterpreted and so twisted that all the sacrifice that he made in the true teaching he bought has been denied people. He now has the opportunity and is using that and has used it to bring it forth through the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Honor his heart, his devotion, his sacrifice for each one of us by pursuing in God's name the path that he's outlined for us. Amen. Well, thank you. Um, And we have to draw a program to a close today. And as we always say, I think perhaps with uh, increased uh, emphasis and impetus, is that the upward path is not something that is easy to do. And we, you've said that, and I think we would agree that it is something that takes some work. It's hard, but not too hard. Not too hard. But the (laughs) rewards are out out of this this world. world. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.